welcome to another episode of the Corrosion Journal interview series. My name is Sammy Miles, and I'm the Managing Editor-in-Chief of Corrosion Journal, AMP's peer-reviewed scientific journal. Today, we welcome Ingrid Miloshev, Corrosion's newest associate editor, as our guest. She is the head of the Department of Physical and Organic Chemistry at Josef Stefan Institute in Ljubljana, Slovenia, and is also a scientific advisor for, for Valdotra Orthopedic Hospital, where she previously worked for 18 years as the Assistant Manager for Research and Education. Thanks for joining me today, Ingrid. Uh, thank you for the invitation, Sammy. It's nice to be here and talk to you. So, so to get us started today, could you tell me a bit about your background and how you first got into corrosion? Yes, well, I study uh, at the University of Zagreb, this uh, in Croatia today. Uh, I studied chemical technology. So my plan or my idea <laughs> was to uh, work as a chemical engineering in factory. I don't know really why, why was that so fascinating to me, but uh, that was the idea. And of course, uh, this turned out to be completely different because uh, I do not work in industry and I do not work in the chemical plant, but I worked in research my whole life. Uh, so um, actually the, the break point was at my third, uh, the third year, uh, the study when I um, enrolled the electrochemistry class. And I liked this, this subject very much, also physical chemistry. Uh, so in the fourth year, I uh, took electrochemistry as my uh, major subject uh, courses. There also was a corrosion, course in corrosion. So this is my first uh, encounter with uh, electrochemistry and corrosion. And uh, my professor was Professor Mirjana Metikos-Hukovic, who I admired very much. Uh, and uh, I worked uh, on my diploma thesis. Uh, with her on uh, passivation of copper. And that was at that time very, very um, uh, um, popular subject. And I use um, many electrochemical methods and I get to know to this uh, subject and um, I liked it a lot. And uh, after, after finishing the, after graduation, I, I moved to Ljubljana. This is now in Slovenia. And I uh, got a position as a PhD student at the Jose Stefan Institute. Actually, at that time, um, electrochemistry or corrosion was not an issue uh, uh, they were working uh, on uh, at the Department of Physical Chemistry at that time in Ljubljana. Uh, so uh, I actually, I, I got a position, but I, I didn't have um, instrument to work on. <laughs> Uh, and the, the subject uh, of, of, of my, uh, at that time, actually, this was master studies. And the master study uh, was a corrosion of uh, copper nickel alloys. And these are alloys which are used in nuclear plants. Uh, so first thing was to uh, get the instrumentation together. And then this took a while. Um, but then uh, after that, I uh, started working on that. And uh, my master thesis I, I did on... Uh, mechanism on passivation and corrosion of copper nickel alloys. Uh, and then I continued with my PhD studies at the same institute. And this was a little bit different because I worked on uh, 
PVD, physical vapor deposition coatings. And this is because um, there was um, a department at the Institute, uh, Department of Thin Films and Surfaces, and they were excellent uh, in producing all kinds of uh, PVD coatings. Um, and these are coatings which are very uh, wear resistant, like uh, titanium and chromium nitrates. But at the time, at the time, uh, at that time, um, there was a little known about their electrochemical uh, properties or high temperature oxidation properties and so on. So I worked, uh, I started to work on this subject, um, and uh, this took another three years. Um, so this was at the beginning of 1990s, um, and at that time, actually. Um, a change happened that I, um, there was a very good collaboration between Slovenia and Germany uh, in the scientific field. And um, I was very interested to introduce other methods uh, in my research work, other methods than electrochemical methods. Uh, and at that time, at our institute, we didn't have much facilities on this, like uh, to study the surface analysis of the of the surface uh, or to, to make the surface analysis of the metal. Um, so applied, I applied for this scholarship uh, and I got a scholarship and uh, I got a position in the group in Düsseldorf in Professor Henning Streblow's group. Uh, so I made uh, most of my PhD in uh, Düsseldorf uh, working on uh, X-ray photoelectron spectroscopy on these PVD coatings uh, in various uh, environments. It was may maybe the most unique lab laboratory uh, which had the combination of uh, XPS and um, uh, in situ electrochemical cell. So what we could do is that we could uh, make uh, electrochemical experiments in the chamber which was attached to um, XPS spectrometer. And this was built by one of Professor Strebel's former students. So I enjoyed that a much, very much. And actually, I, I was working in Düsseldorf for um, the whole 10 years, up to 2002, on and off, but every year going to Düsseldorf, uh, at least for a few months. Uh, but of course, my main uh, institute is uh, Jose Stefan Institute in Ljubljana, where after I finished my PhD and postdoc, I uh, remain there as a as a, a steady position at a steady position, and I'm working there now for 34 years. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's about a little bit about my background at the institute. That's fantastic. It sounds like you've had an interesting career and have been able to travel around and try different techniques and everything else. Yeah, I think that's really very interesting, but because you start one thing and then you want to learn something else and then you go there and learn it and then you you can apply these findings to your to to enrich your your research work or to to study uh, to make a new research group or uh, yeah, this is a very important part of of a life of research scientist, I think, to, to go around and try new things. Right, right. And, and with that, with trying new things, what, what are your main technical interests and research? 
Yeah, there are several. <laughs> As I mentioned, I started to work on copper and copper alloys, and I worked to do today with, with these materials because copper is one of the most important materials in, in our life. Um, so I would say that the first part of my professional life was mainly devoted to studying passivation and mechanism of passivation and mechanism of corrosion of different metal and alloys. So maybe in the 80s, 70, 80s, beginning um, uh, early eight, 90s, it was very popular to study passivation of alloys or a mechanism of formation of passive film, composition of passive film. Um, these are very exciting uh, um, things, especially using new emerging surface analytical methods. Also, uh, I worked on pitting corrosion, mechanism of pitting corrosion and so on. So I would say that the first part of my work was really devoted to this mechanicistic studies, to know about mechanisms and um, to know about materials and how they behave and uh, what type of surface passive films they form and so on. And then maybe in the second part of my professional life, I, I devoted my more to the corrosion protection. So um, to work on coatings, on inhibitors, on different type of coatings. Uh, so mechanism of corrosion protection. And so uh, that would be the, in short, to explain it. And for me, uh, I think it's always very fascinating to do the research work, but always to have uh, in the background, uh, what is the problem and what is the application this, uh, uh, this research study will be applied to. So uh, some, so to say real problem, but uh, um, for me, it's, it's, this is very important because uh, I think as a research scientist, we have the responsibility to contribute to uh, this general knowledge and uh, development of methodologies which will help to, so to, speak, so to say, to improve our lives or our planet. Um, so this is something which I, my work is governed. And, um, mm -hmm. and what, what do you wish to contribute to corrosion with your technical background? Because you have a diverse set of of topics that you've studied over the years? Yes, maybe exactly this diversity uh, in topics and also methodologies I, methodologies I, I worked with. I hope I can contribute to, for example, for the corrosion readers or for the corrosion authors to maybe improve their uh, and their manuscripts or to give them, give them some advice or uh, um, maybe to write some review papers or to, in a way, get some directions of research. You know, or, or so, because I think nowadays um, corrosion and corrosion pr protection may be the most important time uh, for it because uh, at, now, at the beginning of the 21st century, we are in the situation where we are exploring metals. We have never explored them. I mean, the, the production is boosting. So 
uh, we have to do something to um, uh, contribute to uh, life extension of uh, metals and so corrosion protection is uh, comes very uh, becomes very important at this point I mean we have to preserve the metal resources on our planet so if we explore the metals without no end we will finally met this end and so we have to as corrosion scientists develop methods which will contribute to preserve metals and to extend the lifetime of the metal so i think this is uh, the goal we all have to tend to what what are some of the different projects you've worked on during your career so i know we've touched on we've touched on some of the technical interests and research and different areas, but what, what are some of the specific projects? Yeah, maybe it would be interesting to, uh, for the readers of Corrosion, uh, maybe to touch a little bit the uh, project concerning biomedical uh, application of metals, because usually as corrosion engineering engineers, we, we think about, you know, bridges, infrastructure, cars, and so on. But uh, rarely we think about using uh, metals in human body. And there are millions and millions of patients uh, walking around with metal implants. And these metal implants uh, replace different parts in human body. And uh, their role uh, is to stay in the body as long as possible. So uh, we have to think about uh, what environment of human body which is quite aggressive for metal due to the metal surface and uh, this is a project uh, i started to work on this project in 1996 i think uh, and for me this opened a whole new uh, research area because uh, not only that i um, then um, started to work on these biomedical metals uh, I never worked before. Um, these are titanium alloys, uh, cobalt alloys, and medical stainless steel, but also this environment was new. Uh, so yeah, this, this was very exciting. And uh, I, I worked together with um, surgeons. Um, and this is always interesting to try to combine these two disciplines like chemistry or material science and for example medicine so this kind of crossover is quite difficult at the beginning but then once you know how to speak to each other how to understand and deal with problems then it can be very rewarding so and this is uh, something would happen here i think because i i work together with my my medical colleagues for 20 years and uh, i think we, we made uh, a lot of nice uh, studies concerning what happens to metal in human body so yeah this is this is interesting and uh, it is important because it um, um, it is important for millions of people uh, with uh, with implants with metal implants. And has your, has your research helped on, on looking at these implants and what the body does to the metals and working with the surgeons, has it actually led to any advancements or, or changes in those implants that are used? Yes, I, I think it, it has really, because uh, 
together we uh, started with uh, this so-called implant retrieval program. So all the implants uh, which have been removed from body are not not are now not discarded, but uh, we we made uh, so to call it an implant bank. So we document all the implants and uh, we also analyze them as necessary. So we always have these uh, uh, removed implants. Uh, so to, to uh, go through, let's say, failure analysis, so to speak. And of course, we also um, put a little, a lot of effort to, um, to include also other um, samples like we, we to, uh, the surgeons they take uh, uh, tissue and uh, or blood samples from the patient so at, uh, for example in the mid 2000 it was very popular to use so called metal on metal implants where you have a metal uh, for hip implants i'm talking uh, where you have a metal head articulating within a metal cup um, and in terms of wear, this was very um, promising because um, the wear uh, was not, uh, uh, you avoided the wear of polyethylene, which was used as a cup material. Uh, so the wear was uh, minimized, but you provoked the dissolution of metal. And uh, we showed uh, on the, in our study that the patients with such implant had uh, increased level of cobalt and chromium in blood and urine. Uh, and at that point, uh, our, the, the, certain, uh, the, 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 our hospital decided to stop using these implants. And uh, very soon, all over the world, actually, these implants were banned from the in majority of hospitals because of this. So I think the combination of research studies done by surgeons and material scientists can contribute a lot to the understanding of mechanism of corrosion of metal implants in human body. Are there any other projects that you wanted to talk about from your career? Um, yes, um, in the last 10 years I worked on uh, aluminum alloys um, and we tried different strategies for aluminum alloys, which are, of course, very complicated because there's heterogeneous alloys. So we worked uh, from corrosion inhibitors uh, to different coatings. In this, uh, this was the, the, the late project was financed by the um, last project was financed by European Union. Uh, it's called Core ID. And here we combine these different strategies and also include not only electrochemistry, but we also looked at the different organic molecules, which we synthesized on purpose, purpose as uh, corrosion inhibitors for aluminum. Uh, and we look at them uh, from experimental point of view, uh, surface analytical, and also by DFT density functional theory modeling. So, this was kind of integrative approach where we combine different techniques, trying to understand how the uh, chemical structure of a molecule uh, affects the absorption on aluminum surface. So I think, and we are, we are trying different strategies, as I said, because uh, um, nowadays it is important to preserve metals. And so we have to use different strategies to achieve that. So. Uh, 
either to be, I don't know, salt gel coatings, which are, of course, very versatile and you can synthesize them um, in different type, composition and thickness, or co conversion coatings, which are, again, uh, uh, on the contrast to salt gel coatings, very thin, or other types of uh, coatings. So I think all these um, different routes we can take to reach the final goal, and it is to prolong the uh, or to extend the lifetime of metal are important. So or our um, uh, all my enthusiasm is <laughs> put into this goal. <laughs> it's a good goal. I mean, it's yeah. I think so. You can so extend the lifetime. It's like a puzzle. You you make uh, different. Uh, uh, pieces and put them together and hopefully you will get the full picture but uh, <laughs> yes. uh, yeah I think sustainable development this is something we are looking for <laughs> mm -hmm. so which um, of everything you've studied and worked on what has been your favorite yeah this is a tough question for me because I like a lot of different things. I like uh, copper alloys, I like X-space analysis, biomedical alloys, I like social coating. So <laughs> I would say I'm everything which uh, I like a lot of things because I think uh, when, you, when you work on different subjects, you get this much broader picture. Uh, of materials and the behavior of materials in different environments. So I like many different things and uh, I think, and with the goal, as I said, uh, to, to contribute to, to metal preservation, let's say. And how has the field changed over the course of your career and which areas have seen the most change? Well, the field has changed, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, when I started uh, to work in the mid-80s, um, the hot topics were passivation, uh, passive film, surface analysis, and so on. Um, and then uh, I think the, 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 the major breakthrough is the development of all different methodologies which really helped us to understand um, the behavior of metals and alloys. Uh, and this can be from microscopies, all different microscopies to IFM, to STM, to different surface analysis from, you know, Rutherford backscattering or J spectroscopy down to XPS and uh, synchrotron radiation. I mean, nowadays there are so many methods we can use, explore to understand the behavior of metals. And I think this is really fascinating. Yeah? Also electrochemical methods are very, very valuable and they are in-situ methods. So this is also very important that you can uh, follow and study the metal while corroding while passivating and so on. Uh, I think this combination of electrochemical methods and uh, other in situ or ex situ methods uh, have 
has really contributed to, to the understanding of uh, behavior of metal. And so it's really advanced the field then by having some of the new I, technologies I and blending really, them. It's really advanced, although it's good sometimes to you know keep it simple uh, <laughs> and you can gain a lot by making a simple experiment don't, don't forget that uh, but on the other hand it's really nice that you have we have all these methodologies in, in camp and uh, yeah definitely. do you have any advice for women working in the corrosion field well, well I don't maybe have exactly an advice for women in working in corrosion, but maybe I can say that I look at this issue from uh, two uh, points. One is that uh, there are a lot of women in uh, engineering field, and of course, a lot of women at the universities uh, in engineering. Uh, and there is absolutely no reason to believe that uh, we are less capable than men doing uh, engineering uh, work. Uh, no doubt about that. So just go for it if you like it. Uh, if you don't like it, then do something else, of course. Um, but for me, uh, I found my interest in this, um, this field. For me, it's fascinating. The other thing is, of course, how you can, as a woman, combine your professional life and your private life, I mean, specifically family life. This is probably part of the question. Um, and again, uh, if you really like uh, what you do and you want to achieve something or something more, uh, then I think uh, the main advice would be um, understanding with your family because uh, this uh, job or this career or this professional work really takes a lot of time and devotion. So it has to be some, a lot of mutual understanding between family members. I have uh, two daughters. Uh, at the beginning, uh, it was very difficult to co combine everything because, you know, child really needs you, so you cannot just go for a conference or something. Um, but, you know, everything can be arranged or uh, at some points if in your life you work more on other things uh, and you go to conferences less or to travel less or so on. I think that also family uh, has a more rich life if parents are satisfied with their job and they are doing something they really like. And uh, so this is also reflected in children. So it has different consequences. So I think uh, it's all about balance in your professional and private life. So. So before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, I would like to say that I'm really honored and happy that I became the associate editor in Corrosion Journal. Um, and I hope I will contribute to the team and uh, to the readers of Corrosion. And uh, this is really something I like to work. I mean, to edit and to review. So I hope all the experiment, experience I gained throughout the years will 
uh, will uh, help me uh, achieve uh, the best I can. Well, we're really glad you glad to have you on board as part of the editorial board as one of our associate editors. So um, we're really excited to see what you bring um, both for our authors and our other editors and staff and help us continue to improve the journal as we go forward. Thank you very much. All right, if any of our listeners want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Oh, please send me an email to uh, ingrid.milosev, that would be I-N-G-R-I-D dot M-I-L-O-S-E-V at I-J-S dot S-I. Fantastic, thank you. And thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. With that, I'm Sammy Miles, and I'm here with Ingrid Milosev. And thanks for listening to another episode of the Corrosion Journal interview series. If you want to learn more about the journal, make sure to visit corrosionjournal.org. You can subscribe to AMP Podcasts if you haven't already on Apple, Google, Spotify, and all the major distributors. You can find all episodes of AMP Podcasts on amp.org. That is A-M-P-P dot O-R-G. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening.